Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. I was thinking uh, today, I said, you know, in 20... 20... I hate to even say it, 25-ish years, maybe, yeah, almost 20, maybe 24 and a half, 25 years. I think this is the second Wednesday I've been in that wasn't a special service in the main building, and because we got to Rama, I served, I, I went to service on what, the first Wednesday night when we were there, maybe the second, and then I was gone after that because I served every week on Wednesdays at Rama for two years, and, and, uh, this is this is unique. And the, the last time I was here, I preached, so that don't, that didn't even count. So um, anyway, but uh, it's good to be here. Are y'all excited? All right, good. We got good things in store and good things ahead. Uh, just a couple of things I want to mention. Um, I know you have a, a history over here. I've never been a part of it. Given testimonies, anybody have a testimony you want to give? All right, go ahead. Do you normally come up and take the mic? I have no idea. All right. Come take the mic. Come on down. You're the next contestant, and the Lord is good. All right. Um, so every year, our department, I work for the special programs department in Gilchrist County. Um, it's a school district. And we go through this self-assessment audit. So the state, we send them a list of student names that fit the whatever they're auditing, and they pick random ones, <laughs> random ones, Um, And we have to go through and we have to look at all the documentation for what they're looking for and we have to assess ourselves to see if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And then we submit all that information to the state and then they come back and they say, okay, now we're going to pick one of these names and you have to send us all the documentation to back it up. So this year, for the first time, I think, ever, um, they this spring, they're doing, uh, this is the second one that they've done this year, but um, the first time that they've done this particular category that I'm sort of over in our department. And so anyway, we submitted all that documentation and because the state changed the law two summers ago, there's just a lot of unknowns in the state when you don't do what they ask you to do or what they think you're supposed to be doing, they make your life a little bit miserable to correct it. They make you go through all this training and then you have to correct all this stuff and it's really a hassle. So anyway, all that to say, Today, we got our self-assessment results back, and they agreed with our findings. So apparently, I, my director said that we were one of the few in the state. I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody else, but we were one of the few in the state that passed. So we don't have any findings of noncompliance, and we don't have to go through a corrective action plan. <laughs> Praise God. Awesome. No training is good. I'm just kidding. That's excellent. That's excellent. Praise the Lord. He makes us the best at everything. That's what we do. Anybody else? Come on down. You're the next contestant. So um, it's uh, obvious that we're in transition over here, but also in my own personal life, I'm in a very big season of transition. Um, I'm not going to elaborate. Um, But no, uh, we did an internal review at our job and some things changed and, you know, I had um, some finances that were being taken away. You know, I had to take, I'm going to end up getting a small pay cut, not small, but 
that's not what matters. Um, but anyway, like just hearing the news of like, okay, this is literally a week after, you know, a big event and I'm preparing for the future and thinking about what's coming. And I'm just like, this is terrible timing. And I was a real bucket of flesh. Um, natural fear creeped in. I'm not afraid to admit that. Um, but I had people surrounding me that built me up with the right stuff, reminded me of who my real source is, everything. So I just said, you know, I'm not going to deal with this. Um, I don't have to make up this money. You're going to make it up. Um, just got my heart right. Believe God, everything found out today. Julia is getting a raise. The amount of that raise covers what I'm losing and we're coming out on top. And so it's just instant provision, you know, and that fear is just gone. I have peace. He's never going to forsake us. We're never going to be begging for bread. You know, we don't have to magically create that, that difference. He will supply it as long as we're faithful, have the right heart and believe for him to come through. And that's what we did. And then he delivered and that's it. Praise God. That's awesome. Hallelujah. Praise Lord. Anybody else? Come on up. Come on up. You can come up too if you want. You can come up. All right. She'll be quick, she says. Uh, for, for quite some time, my blood pressure was not numbers that I liked. And um, on Super Bowl Sunday, y'all remember Pastor Greg laid hands on me and I was just real raggedy up and down the floor. Just, <laughs> just raggedy. You remember that, Pastor Greg? He prayed for me and I just fell on the floor. Y'all were here. When I got my blood pressure checked, it was 118 over 78. What? Praise the Lord. Raggedy and all, she had good blood pressure. I like it. Praise the Lord. Um, So at the Pregnancy Center, I've been doing these bright courses with um, our clients, and I had a Muslim couple couple come in. Well, he didn't come in with her, and uh, she's from Kazakhstan, and uh, she, after doing, she did a gazillion bright courses, loved them, and they all have a Christ-centered faith component to them. And so um, I, she came in to pick up a stroller that she had got points for, a very expensive stroller. And uh, I asked her, <clears throat> how are these courses, you know, affecting your family life? And she said, my husband, when we were in Kazakhstan, no one ever talked about sex or pregnancy. My first pregnancy there, I had postpartum depression. I didn't know it. I couldn't talk to anyone about it. I thought I was crazy. My husband didn't know what to do for me. But now that we're in America, and we're he's doing the bright courses too, on how to be a father and how to be a husband. And she said, now he told me the other day for the first time, and they have two children, one on the way, He said to me, I feel like a father for the first time in my life. And she said, he has been so nice to me, and he even gave me a back rub. And I that's huge. And so um, 
I just want to tell you that God is working at the pregnancy center. I've had another father come in. I'll try not to be too long. There's so many testimonies, but another father came in and um, he said, I've never been a father. I don't, I never had a father. Now I'm a stepfather. And I, he's done a whole bunch of the bright courses. Well, the 12 year old son that he's a stepfather to came in to pick up a bedside bassinet that they had earned. And I asked the kid, tell me how have things changed in the home since you've been doing these courses? And he said, I've noticed a very, 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 and he rolled his eyes, very big difference in my stepfather. And I said, okay, uh, he's paying attention to me. He's listening to me. He's caring uh, about what I'm, what's going on at school. And he's teaching me how to be a man. And he's teaching me to pull my pants up. So you never know. But anyway, it's just been so much fun. Hallelujah. And I felt prompted. Let's pray for that couple that she first talked about. You know, I have a heart for people that are involved in these other, other, other religions and things. They need the truth. They need the gospel. And that's a great work she's doing there. Let's just believe God for them. Father, we agree together right now with Marcia and their entire team down there. Lord, we thank you, Father, for moving on their behalf in the name of Jesus Send labors, more labors, Father, across their path to plant into water in the name of Jesus, Father. We ask that you reveal yourself to them in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for it. Hallelujah. In the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Opportunities are everywhere. Opportunities are all around us every single day. Anybody else? Praise God. Well, good. Good testimony tonight. So we, we have our first part of Wednesday night testimony service. There you go. Oh, yeah. Somebody told me we, they pass out $20 bills, too, every, 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 every Wednesday. So, you know, yeah. Steve said he would take care of this week. So y'all see Steve afterward. But uh, <laughs> praise God. You know, I've got a friend of mine um, uh, that uh, he's, he, well, he's Aaron Hankins. He's uh, Mark Hankins and Mark and Trina Hankins' son. Him and his wife, Aaron and Aaron. So it's easy to get your pastor's name right. Just Pastor Aaron. You'll get both of them. Um, yeah, he, every time he ministers, he always, he always says this. He said, we're in this together. For the next however long, we're in this together. You know that we're in this together. We're, we're, it's not just a, a one-sided deal. And it's not even a God-sided deal. We're in, it, we're in this together with each other and with him. Amen. But you know what? He's never going to let us down. He's never going to fail us. He's always going to be there for us. Amen. I tell you, as soon as we put our attention towards him, he always responds. Amen. You know, I appreciate Wednesday nights and obviously, you know, our, our uh, Wednesday nights here at the church is changing. But I appreciate every opportunity we have to come together. When we were in service, I was reminded we were with Jim Hockaday. Uh, I don't know how this wasn't that long ago. Um, yeah, a couple months ago, three or four months ago. And uh, he was talking about... Um, a friend of his is a professor somewhere, and this man has a very, very busy schedule. And so he made a determination that he was going to spend more time with the Lord. And, uh, and so, you know, it's a, that's a good decision to make. But he said, this isn't just going to be a five-minute deal, just kind of in passing, spend time with... You know, sometimes we say we're going to spend time with the Lord, and it's kind of making a little bit of room for him, kind of try to fit him in the midst of what we're doing, everything else. He said, I'm going to carve out some time just for him, just for me and the Lord. And so the only time he had was from 12 o'clock at night to 2 in the morning. That's the time he could carve out was 12 to 2 a.m. I see some faces. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, he had in his heart he was going to meet with the Lord. So what he did was he pulled out a chair and he set it in his office across from him. And he sat down in the other chair 
And he just spent time praying and loving on the Lord and worshiping the Lord. And he did this for a couple months. Just every night from 12 to 2 a.m., that was his time. I'm going to spend time with the Lord. And he said after the two-month mark, he sat down. He pulled out his chair and set it down. And he sat down in his seat and began to, you know, began to praise the Lord. And the door opened, and Jesus walked in the room. And it wasn't just, it was he saw him, saw him physically, personally come in the room. Came in, and he, he grabbed the, sat in the chair in front of him. And he said, you know, he said, uh, I so look forward to this to our time together. He said, you've been doing this for two months. He said, I've been here every single night. And he made this statement. He said, he said, you know, he said, I don't have that many friends. Think about that. He told him, he said, I don't have that many friends. You know, I think sometimes we, we, we forget the fact that Jesus, he's, he's God, the son, but he lived on this earth for 33 years and he knew what it meant to develop human relationships and have interaction with people. And he said, I so look forward to our time together because I don't have that many friends. And uh, when I heard that, it, it, I don't know about you, but it, it just kind of, it stung me a little bit like, oh, oh, you know, that's, that's, that's my master. That's my savior, but that's also my big brother. And he wanted this man to see him because he was doing this every single day, every morning or every, every night rather would do this just to spend time with the Lord. And he said how much it meant to the Lord. Every time we have to come together is so important. It's not just another Wednesday night. It's just not another Sunday morning, Sunday night. It's not just another time when you give with the Lord during the week to pray. It's not just something you're doing. It's personal. He sees this as personal. I don't know about you, but that, that, that just warms my heart. I've been studying here lately about the love of God and just how he looks at us. And it, it really is astounding how he views you and I. So what a blessing it is to be here tonight and uh, praise him, worship him, hear his word, but just be in his presence. There's no greater honor than that. Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. I believe he's here with us tonight. Amen. Well, Pastor Amy, she's going to be bringing the word tonight. It's going to be good and uh, encourage you to open up your hearts. Now I'll say this. I said this on Sunday. I'm not my dad. And she's not my mom. So uh, it's going to look different on both of us. And so just open your hearts up and, and have what the, hear what the Lord would have for us tonight. It's going to be good, and, and we'll leave here changed in the name of Jesus. Amen? All right. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Mike. Glory to God. Well, what I have on my heart, I got this, uh, this Monday in prayer. And so I want to encourage you guys. Um, first, I want to thank everybody who comes to prayer on a regular basis. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but I want to encourage you, if you're not coming to prayer, to come to prayer. Turn to Ephesians 3.18 real quick. What I have is not going to take real long, but I just want to encourage you. This Lord spoke something to me, and and... It's not just for me. It was for this body, this Monday night, just sitting right there. And let me, let me tell you something. Let me, let me, you know, tell you a secret. Um, we come in here and we pray, and we're, we're praying church business, and, and we're taking care of important things. But how many of you all know I have a personal life? <laughs> you have a personal life, Right? And it can be easy to fall into a trap of thinking, well, I don't have time to do that. Maybe you don't have time to come every week. Try to carve out, say, come in once a month. 
just start there. Because listen, every, almost, almost every single prayer, I have like personal need, just like anybody does. And I come in here and I hook up with whoever's leading prayer. I hook up with what they say we're going to be praying about tonight. And I put my focus on that. I'm, I'm doing church business. And almost every time, never fails, things that I need in my life just drop. Just boom. Like, oh. And sometimes you'll see me over here, you know, writing in my phone a reminder. And it's like an answer to something that I couldn't even have come up with myself. I couldn't have found on Google. Couldn't have figured it out myself. I mean, seriously, just important things for me. God's meeting my needs. I'm taking care of his business. He always takes care of mine. So that's the first thing. I just want to encourage you in that. He's so, so faithful. He never asks you to do anything that he's not going to bless you in return for. Amen. So what he spoke to me, uh, let me find it exactly because I did write it down. Oh, first it before I get into it, um, Brother Randall Greer had said this, and I don't know if it was when he was here or if it was in some of our meetings, and I wrote it down, and it just really jumped out at me. He said, mysteries are secrets that can and will be revealed. Mysteries are secrets that can and will be revealed. And he was talking about in the context of prayer. You know, we pray in the Spirit. And there's things that we don't know that we're praying when we're praying in the Spirit. But what he was trying to encourage us to do is you want to look to interpret your prayers. You know, we come in here on Monday night and I sit down. I pray in English. Everything I know to pray, and then I start praying in, in the Spirit. I start praying in tongues. And I have learned to expect to interpret those things because there's certain things that you need to say with your authority in English, and you need to say out loud. God's wanting you, and He needs you as a partner to get things done in the earth. And so it's something that you want to press towards and go towards. And we talk about this in in the prayer group that we do on Thursdays, you know, quite a bit. Um, And I'm not saying that you're always going to interpret. Sometimes you get into a real flow in the spirit and you're just going and going and going. And you may not have a lot of English that comes up. But you know, like you're going. You're going down that river and, you know, the anointing's there. Everything's flowing. But don't expect to stay like that all the time because there are, you are going to get words that come up in English and it might just be one word the first time. Just say it and then more will come out and you'll begin to interpret more of what you're saying, what you're praying. It's important. And Brother Randy was saying that those mysteries, he said, they're secrets that can and will be revealed. He's saying it's possible, but you have to press into these things. You have to expect these things. If you don't expect, first of all, if you don't know, you don't know. You need to know so you can develop faith for something. 
So when you know, you want to move that direction and believe for it and expect for it. Amen? It's important. But um, did I read you that scripture? Okay, Ephesians 3.18. So let me read this real quick. Why did I see 3.18? Let me start back in 14. For this reason, so wait, first of all, let me go back. Monday night, we were praying for one another. We were praying for our church body and had a really awesome flow. And so one of the things that I was praying, I felt impressed was I went to Ephesians, Ephesians 314. I'm going to back it up just a little bit. For this reason, I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant to you. I was praying that he would grant to our body through the According to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ would dwell in our hearts through faith. And I was praying that we as a body being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints the width, length, depth, and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge so that we all will be filled to the fullness of God. And it was the love of God that, was, that I was focusing on for our church family and for one another. And as I was praying, um, specifically that, I heard what came up, what I interpreted was, I heard that there would be an ease to the flow of the Spirit because of being in one accord and taking our stand against division and strife. So let me say it again. There, when we as a church body take our stand against division and strife, walking in love with every member, that there would be an ease to the flow of the Spirit. It would become easier. There's an ease to it. So you know how we... we can get places in the spirit because we press in? Absolutely. I mean, that is, that is the thing (laughs) because sometimes you have to push through your flesh and remember who you are, remember who God is. And then you're like, Oh, there you are, God. I had to kind of dig through all my flesh to find you. And then there's times where it's easy it's, it's different. You all have experienced that. And I believe he was impressing upon me that, you know what, this is a key. Love is a key. One accord. Paul talked about one accord so many times. And for me, it kind of went in one ear and out the other. And I just had such revelation as I was sitting there. One accord, unity, no division, no strife. Over in youth, we've always had a policy, no strife policy, no division. And the second we sniff it out with somebody, like we're putting an end to it because we are not going to be treating each other in ways that we ought not to as brothers and sisters in the Lord. And it's the same over here. We want to have everything God has for us. And when there's an ease to step into the flow of the Spirit, how much fun was it? Like, what was it, like a month ago where people were just coming up and it was just so easy and everything people said, it just, the anointing just got higher and higher and higher. 
even if it was crazy stuff like no one has ever said before in the mic. And I'm not even going to say exactly what some of it was, but it was awesome. There was an ease to that flow that night, wasn't there? When we have that kind of an ease to the flow of the Spirit, and we have new people in that don't know, you know, what's going on. It's kind of like the Itchituckney River. You know, it's flowing, and they can just jump right in and just, they just flow with us. And it's easy. It's easy for all of us. It's so important. So turn really quick. Let me see. Okay, here we go. No, that's not what I want. I want First Corinthians, so go ahead and head that direction. I thought I remembered how to do this. Where you go to the hit. Oh, there we go. Okay. First Corinthians 12, 17. 12, 18. Sorry. But now God has set the members. That's us. Each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, would, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. We are one body together. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. We need each other. We all need each other. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. Every single part, every part is necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable On these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body. It was his idea. He has nothing but great ideas, guys. Great ideas. Perfect. Beautiful ideas. Stellar ideas. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism, no schism. That's no division, no split, no gap, no division in the body. There should be no division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Man, it'll make you think twice about how you think about someone else and how you treat them when you realize you're just hurting yourself. That's what this says. If one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Amen? And so... If you continue, and we're not going to do it tonight for time's sake, but if you continue to read these scriptures, um, he's talking about love, but then he's also talking about gifts, the gifts that he gave to the body to equip the body, but then he also, it naturally flows into the gifts of the Spirit because love is vital. It's vital to these things, and it's vital to every part working. And it's, it, it totally connects with what God was speaking to me on Monday about that ease of the flow of the Spirit. When we're, when we're walking in love and guarding, you have to actively guard against strife and division. Actively, intentionally guard against it. When we do that, 
and we take care of each other as members as we ought to, the gifts of the Spirit and the flow of the Spirit will become easier. And everybody wants that. Amen? We all want that. We all want it. We want everything that God has for us. Amen? So I just want to really encourage you, you know, come out to prayer. God will meet your personal needs when you take care of his every time. And it's a time where we get to come together and we, we get to take care of, you know, God's business. But he's going to, just like Brother Randy said, there's mysteries and secrets that can and will be revealed. He wants to t- tell you things like that. He wants you to be in the know first. And that's exciting. It's exciting to hear from God, especially for the whole body. And then he gives you things that help you connect even more to pray for the body and to pray for this local church. It's so good because all of us are believing we have family members, we have friends, we have coworkers that we want to come in. And we want them to come in and experience something we know we have that they don't have and they've never experienced. We don't want them to come in here and be like, oh, this is just like where I work, where people talk about each other and, you know, people treat each other differently. And no, they, they don't even know what we have exists. They don't believe it's real. And this is real. God is real. And we want to guard against strife and division and make sure that God is able to move because he, in the midst of talking about the gifts of the spirit operating, he talked about love. We have to have that for one another. And we want, when they walk in these doors, we want every gift. We want all the gifts popping. (laughs) We want everybody stepping into the gifts and, and the callings that they have, that God's given them. But we want all the gifts of the Spirit to be manifesting. We, we want it to be on a regular basis because we want them to experience God. When the gifts of the Spirit manifest, it's Jesus. It's a testimony of Jesus that he is real and he is alive today to them. So we have to have this. So the next time you think, you get frustrated with someone and it's tempting to talk about them or to not walk in love. Remember, there is something so much greater we don't want to miss. It's never worth it, never worth it to miss out on what God has and what he's wanting to do right here. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.